Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. SRB Media. Is it so you're lost in dreams beside the world? Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 11 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. How's things? Fine, thanks. Uh, bad weekend for a pair of us, Birmingham, Birmingham getting beat, and then obviously Sheffield Wednesday losing. Uh, I, have, uh, I have to pull you up there, TC. Birmingham actually won this weekend. Oh, they were losing one deal, weren't they? Yeah, I lost my bet. Um, yes, I. That's right. Yes, I, I, I had him down as a win. Yeah, I, I also lost out on our Super Six that we do every week. You are now three one up. Um, but what we always do, we we talk about the Owls and the Blues a little bit later in the show. But because it's part eleven, who is your favourite number eleven that you played with? And I'm guessing I already know the answer. The one I played with. We'll go with and against. Yeah. Well, I've got to say the greatest number 11 was ever, whatever wore a number 11 shirt was George Bessie. He was my idol. Yeah. You know, uh, Jim McAllyog was my idol for Sheffield Wednesday. But the best 11 I played with was John Robertson. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. Yeah, yeah without doubt, without doubt. But didn't George wear the number seven as well for Manchester United? George yeah, but, did wear but, different numbers, didn't he? Yeah, he wore eight a couple of times. Yeah, but he, did, he, yeah. wore, he, he wore 11 uh, majority of the time, but yeah. he did wear seven, you know. No, uh, but they weren't, they weren't bothered about numbers in those days, uh, Paul. No, you're absolutely right. And if George was about today, it would be brand George Best. And and that number 11 would be his, and they would mark it that mark as, it, yeah. as part of the image and the brand that right, is yeah. George Best, George wouldn't Best, they? Yeah. And that's, that's literally, in the olden days, players didn't care about what number was on the back. They, no. they they pretty much cared about the the badge that was on the front and, and showed a lot more loyalty than than the players <laughs> these days. You're right on that point, but yeah. what I will say about uh, modern day football, time times has changed, and it, yes, you know, it does. Yes, uh, everything uh, advances. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, it's disappointed that there isn't the the loyalty uh, at clubs um, and and with players. But, but look, it, it works both ways because sometimes the clubs do it on purpose to get rid of players and then it, it works other way around where players think, well, you know, you've been messing me around, so I'll mess you around. So, you know, they both have to blame for that, I was, the player in the club. I was just going to say exactly the same thing. Loyalty is a two-way street and the clubs show no loyalty to the players so why should the players show loyalty to the clubs? The only people that are loyal in the game are fans. the fans. Exactly. I know you were going to, yeah. But, but they, are, they are at NATO. You're born to mm. support your club. You die supporting the same club. You never change your club. Although you develop likes and relationships with other clubs through friends and through family members. 
And that's only human nature. Since I've been yeah. doing the shows with both you and Alan, I look far more favourably at Sheffield Wednesday's results. I look at my hope Wednesday win today. Yeah. And the same with Stoke and the same, same with Chelsea and well, all the other clubs you played for. I have never looked for a Birmingham result. And I don't mean that to be yeah. disrespectful to, to Birmingham City. Yeah. You know, but I mean, what I will say about me, if Birmingham come to Sheffield Wednesday and they played played us off at Park, I, I'm disappointed we've got beat. But I always think, you know, they played well at Birmingham. Yeah. But now, uh, you know, I've become friends with you. I do look for, for Birmingham's result, result as well. I just think it is a natural thing with decent-minded football supporters that we look at the game in a different way to to the more, if we can say, without being offensive to those fans, the more partisan of supporters that all they see is one team, one colour, it's theirs, and nothing else matters in the game apart from the win. Now, me like yourself... I like to watch a game. I would rather go down to St Andrews and see a brilliant 3-3 or a 4-3 defeat for Birmingham when Blues have played some great football. I've seen development from young players that have been introduced and I've gone away and I thought, what a wonderful game of football. I cannot wait to come down and see that all over again. And I agree with you on that. I mean... When you're not playing or when you retire and you go and sit in the stands and you see how some people are, you know, even bank managers, they get that excited with their team yeah. and they seem to lose it. They seem to lose, like a player will lose it when he scores a goal. Mm-hmm. People in the stands, they're obsessed with that team, their team. And I'm obsessed with it, but not in the sense where I look at it and it's the best for, I don't blame the referee, I don't blame the, um, the, the opposition. You know, I look at it and think, well, we haven't played particularly well. And by as two or three of them, or, or Birmingham played really well with two outstanding players, or maybe three outstanding players uh, playing for that team. So it, it, that's a two-way thing that we 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 we, we fans they really either um, obsessed with it and they're not interested in anything, or they like me and you, where you like to talk to other football fans with other football teams and have the right banter. And, and, and try and agree on the right way of what we think our team should play. Absolutely. I mean, the only problems I've ever encountered on Facebook and social media are with Birmingham City supporters because I've just said it exactly as I see it. And yeah. the, the the blue touch paper that, that usually ignites rows on Facebook uh, with me and Birmingham City fans is over my love for Jack Grealish. I think the kid is such a talent. I love the way he plays football. And I don't care what football team he plays for. I I just love to watch Jack Grealish play. I think he's an absolute artist. So let's start the talky little bits tonight with that situation at Crystal Palace. Jack gets the ball. It's in the dying minutes. Can you believe what happened next and what you witnessed? Well, I can't believe it. You can't believe it. Yeah. And if we're honest, lots of people could not believe it. Exactly. Even on, on, on the Sky Pundit, and I don't always agree with them, yeah. they couldn't believe it. I mean, he's blown for a dive. Yeah, he got he got caught. Back of his ankle got caught. And as, and as he's falling, he's passed the ball. Yeah. And he's scored, and he's blown up. I mean, when he looks at that, 
when he looks at that, the referee friend, yeah. he will look at it and say, I bet a right wicket. But on top of that, and again, it's too much of interference with this bar now with every mortal thing. Yeah. Again, I'll repeat myself. I thought it was going to come in. I thought it was coming in. So when balls were over the line, yeah. we were they were convinced it were gone over it had gone over the line and we knew it was a genuine goal or it weren't a goal. Right? But what's happening now for for, for him to get booked and the goal disallowed is atrocious, and I mean atrocious. And like I said on an early programme uh, we talked about, this coming towards the end of the season might cause a riot. And I didn't want to really say it, but yeah. you can see what can what's going to happen here. Because one fans are going to be so excited and taunt the other fans because of a, a bad decision. But to watch Jack play, I love, not only do I love people what has got great ability, what I love about him a lot is the composure on the ball. He, for, he, for, for, for a 21, 22-year-old, he's not flustered at all. Not flustered one little bit. And if he makes a mistake, he will still try. And that's a sign of a good player. And he's that's got, a sign of a good player. And he's got great balance as well. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he seems to have this reputation that, that he dives. But again... If I'm playing devil's advocate, I, I, I don't think he does. He, what he tends to do is he is he, clever. He invites the challenge. So he's almost like that matador with the ball. And for the last, he invites the ball and then takes that red dinghy that he's got, the cloth in his hand, and he's gone. And Grinch <coughs> plays exactly the same way. Sometimes the ball will catch the matador, and sometimes the defender catches Jack Grealish. Let's be truthful, the sometimes, especially in my team, Birmingham City, we played Villa twice last season. The game plan was to smash Grealish early doors and as hard as they can, because in football you, you, you usually get your first one free. So yep. Grealish is a player that has been identified, and he's also one of the most foul players in the Premier League as well, in a team that doesn't have the ball as much as a team like Manchester United and Liverpool and the better teams. Well, I listen to all the pundits, because all these pundits on, on, on the TV, they've all played the game. Yep. They have all played the game. Yep. And they've all been in the dressing room, Right when the manager said, right, choose what area you played in. The manager will say, if slightest touch, go down. Yeah. Right, and some some of them are genuine fouls. There's some what aren't. Mm -hmm. I must admit, there's some aren't. But it, you will try and get uh, an advantage for your team. Yeah. Uh, so, but in general, I mean, there's some what gets disallowed uh, 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 goals because people have gone down yeah. and and fouls. Uh, have not been given when they should have been given because they're pulling it up all the time. I know we've got to get to try. And, we've got to try and get the right balance, but it's both ways. This there is times when that player is fouled and he's not. It's not being given, Absolutely. and there is times when a player uh, has gone down when he shouldn't. Have, and none of us like that. Me, you, or anybody yep. else don't like that. But even Jack Grealish wouldn't like that mm. when he watches when he watches it. But in general, I'm like you. He, he invites he invites them in, and he entices them in, and they they've got to stick the foot out, right? But it's too late; they've caught him. Yeah, you know, and he, he's either either gone past them, or they've caught him and he's gone down. So you know, it's a two way thing uh, with 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 that. And for me, the referees have got to be genuine with it, 
uh, when they're giving it and not thinking, oh, well, Jack Grealish or uh, Alan Shearer is a known diver, so we're not, we, we, you know, we're not going to give a penalty or we're not going to give a free kick. You know, they've got to get the decisions right. And that's what the game's all about, getting the right decision for the game itself. But what amazed me with that incident, we're going to move on to Harry Kane uh, shortly, is the fact that the referee, it appeared, only blew his whistle when Harry, um, Henry Lansbury was going to shoot a goal. And you're thinking, what, why did you blow your whistle then if you thought it was simulation? Why didn't you blow your whistle straight away for Grealish? But he didn't. He waited, he waited. As soon as Lansbury went to kick the ball, he blew his whistle. And you just think, why do you do that? And I've been... Go on, sorry. No, no, no. And I was just about to add. And if he would have come out at the end of the game, for, as, as a former pro like yourself and a fan, and me just as a fan, if a referee would have come out and said, do you know what, I, I, I just got it wrong. I don't know why I blew my whistle then, but I did. I apologise. I got it wrong. I can't change it. I made a mistake. But I've got to say, I made fewer mistakes on the pitch than all the players. But that oh, the, honestly... And with the face that many rules out this coming this season... Yeah. Uh, but I think everybody's a bit confused with them yeah. because why, on that uh, instant, that what they're saying, don't blow your, your whistle until uh, the ball's in back of the net, and then you can fetch it back. Yeah, you know he's got. He, I think he's got himself stuck. Yeah, do I blow or do I leave it? And when he thought they're going to score, then he's blown, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he has. Or got yeah. a shot off. Yeah, you know, and and it's confusing for referees. But going back to to a referee, they'll never let a referee come out, and and, and I, I I would imagine I would, yeah, imagine that it, it's right for them not to come out because if they say the wrong, you don't say the wrong thing now, Gabby. Anyone, if you you could say the wrong thing and it's misinterpreted, you know, and it could be biased to something. So I understand why they don't uh, come out and speak to the the TV, but at the same time, we are we are, we're all uh, frustrated. When a referee gives a decision, and we all look at it, we not all because some some will agree with the referee, but in general, a lot of people will turn around and say, well, "How is he not seeing that?" Yeah, you know, it's hard to referee. I will say that it's hard. Oh, it is, and um, you know, and we 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 need the referees. Um, mm. And since they've gone professional, I I just don't see that much in the way of improvement by them. I think that you know. Arguably, referees in your day were better than the referees today. And and I think in your day, you had certain referees that have got more personality and seem more approachable. And, and these days, we just seem to be producing people that have never played the game, robotic referees that understand the rules, play it by the letter, and they all think differently. So what one referee will give, the other referee doesn't. And it just seems to be an absolute mess most weekends when we're talking about refereeing decisions. But it, is, is it really their fault? Because what I'm trying to get at yeah. is this. In my day, and before my time, you know, uh, yes, you did have the banter with referees. And, the, mm. you know, if you did something, you said that's absolutely rubbish referee, only using foul language to it. Yeah. Uh, it'd say something back to you. It went half as bad as that miss you just missed five minutes ago. So you got that. But the problem with for referees nowadays is... They highlight it to every mortal thing, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, you know. And if I, I would imagine, and I, listen, I look at it and I think to myself, "Have they got that wrong?" Yeah. But they're damned if they give it, and they're damned if they don't give it. 
Mm-hmm. It's just highlighted. But I, I do. I am agreeing with you. Yeah. Not agreeing you for sake of agreeing with you. You're right. What you're saying, but it is. It, it's. It's. It's not complicated. It's. Yeah. It, it's. Everything's highlighted, Gabby. Everything is highlighted now. Every mortal thing you can hear people swear. You, I mean, people now are having to put the the hand over the mouth because they've got specialist uh, lip readers. Yeah. Uh, sat in a in a studio, uh, and what can relate to what a player, a manager, a coach, a physio has said, you know. Yeah. So it, the game, and you don't say the wrong thing there. That's what the problem is. The the political correctness of the world, or in England, or Britain, is becoming a problem. I think. I wish they'd just get this political correctness and shove it. Brought at the jack, so as Cluffy would say, because it it doesn't do us any favours. And and I think I think you've got a point there. If we're watching a game of football, do we need to keep replaying these incidents where a, a referee has made a decision or a player has as as and it hasn't resulted in a goal? What I'm trying to say, I guess, in essence, is let's have the only action replay of a goal. So when we scored a goal, let's just keep having a look at the goal. But those contentious points, let's just see them once as the referee has saw them and that's yeah. it. Leave it alone. No action replays uh, with, with other decisions. And let's get VAR and let's get rid of VAR. Let's have the goal line technology. So if it's over the line, it's over the line. And then we can we can possibly look at things, disallow goals when the line-host put his flag up a little bit too early and the player was onside and give the benefit of the doubt. But then I suppose the other side of the argument is, well, if we're going to have the technology and we're using it for that, we need to use it for everything, to be fair. So you're right, you're devilled if you don't, you're devilled if you don't, you can't win in football. It's all become more yeah. uh, complicated it's with it, not complicated, it. but highlighted. Yeah. Uh, and people are frightened to make a mistake. And you can lose your jobs. Yeah. You know, a referee can, if a referee uh, has been highlighted and they, the, the people above him, uh, think he's got it wrong, then he is missing out for two weeks yeah. or he's dropped down to the championship or even lowering to the uh, championship one or two to referee games. It's a very, very difficult job. And I mean, you've only got to get uh, any of the highlights on TV, whether it's match a day or football focus or Sky or BT Sport, you know, the pundits uh, can't even agree on it. Yeah. One will say it's a penalty, one will say it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is, it's is—it's got to be difficult for the referees, hasn't it? Harry Kane, was that a penalty or was that not a penalty? I've heard lots of pundits go on about Harry and say, he again, he, he invites the challenge and then he goes over a little bit too cheaply. But I remember Rodney Marsh saying years ago, look, if the defender's dopey enough to put the challenge in there, then if I feel it, I'm going to go over and I'm going to get the penalty. Where do you stand on that? I agree. I agree with Rodney Marsh because when you're playing in the game, right, you you enticing the, the the especially in and around the penalty box. Yeah. You've entice you've enticing the the defender to come to you to make a challenge, yeah. knowing if if now once you've got him off balance and you you've got a chance of going past him, or uh, if he mistimes the ball, he takes you out. Yeah. You've got a penalty or you've got a you've got a free kick. So you in the right way it's the best thing to do because yeah. what you're doing. You, you're looking to go past the man, so you're enticing him in. If he catches you, you know, you've got to go down. Yeah. So I agree with Rodney Marsh. You're doing it, and if he 
if he uh, hasn't got the willpower to stay on his feet, or is trying to be clever and thinks he's a great player and he can win the ball, it costs the team. Now, again, going back into the dressing rooms, a manager will turn around and say, stay on your feet in the box. He will go down. Rodney Marsh will go down. Fanny Lee will go down. This is what they used to say, you know, in in, in our dressing rooms when we were playing against them. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's both ways. Don't forget your team, the other team does it and your team does it. So, as long as if as long as it's not a blatant dive, and we have seen some blatant dives, that's when it should be pulled up. That's when it. It's like when somebody gets it in face when we know they haven't been it in face. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's when it's really bad, and it looks it makes football look bad, and it makes you as a team look bad. And it it does make me laugh because what they say is look if the ball hits you on the end in the penalty area or in the arm, we're going to give a penalty because if the ball even if it's not intentional, it's a penalty. But then the other side, they go, well, if a player gets kicked, then he goes down. That's not a penalty. And I'm thinking, where, where, where do we come oh, to this situation? Yeah. Listen, the best one it's about mad. all this, the yeah. best one, the best one about the best one of all this yeah. is they always give a free kick yeah. outside the box. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then you see same type of tattle inside yeah. the box. Yeah. And he doesn't give it. Yeah. You don't give it, and and every you everybody around you just say, "Oh, well, how come how come that's not a penalty?" Yep. Yeah, it's two minutes earlier. He's given a free kick for for same same type of tattle. Yeah, you know it, it's baffling to everyone. It is. It's baffling to everyone. That's how we view it. Whenever we're watching a game of football, and I'm watching it with the lads, and I go anywhere else on a pitch, that's a free kick. So, we all say that, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So why is that not a penalty? It's ridiculous. Anyway, moving on from there, your magic moments uh, this week from what you've seen of football, what are they? Well, well, my magic moments, uh, uh, what were, I was going to go with two highlights of uh, yeah. uh, the Manchester City. Uh, Ramirez flicking the ball and uh, City scoring from it with Aguero. And there was another incident in the same game. Uh, with a great move, uh, what they scored from City. But then you posted a, a goal by Rochdale yeah. uh, on my wall. And when I looked at it, I thought, brilliant. I've been saying for years, and it started to change in the Premier League, in the Championship. We've even now got it in the lower, uh, lower leagues. People trying to play football keeping the ball with a nice tempo. So I'm going to go with the, the, the Rochdale goal. Fantastic move at that level of football. Well, not at that level, because I hear it all the time at this level of football. If you miss the chance, you know you can't afford to miss it. At any level of football, to score a goal like that, it really please, pleases me so much. And like I said, I was going to go with that. Once you sent me that, I thought I'm going to use that because that was the highlight of, it, of the weekend for me. I've got through this week. Um, the, the the one magic moment again is that Rochdale goal because you're absolutely right. Yeah. It doesn't matter at what level that you're playing. And I know your Birmingham one's coming for the young boy, and it was brilliant for him. I know this is coming, but come on. I know. I know. <laughs> but again, I've got into another Facebook row with the odd Blues fan. They, they only they only post up when they see me going on <laughs> about Birmingham in a negative way. But, but, but I wasn't. All I was, I was absolutely elated. Uh, 
Jude Bellingham scored a golf Birmingham. He was a 16-year-old lad for, for people that, that don't know. And your first goal is something absolutely special. Your first everything is your first yeah. goal, your first car, your yeah. first, yeah, you yeah. know, it, it is. So when I saw it, I was elated. When I saw the goal, it it took a proper deflection. Oh. And, I, I, and I looked at it and I thought, as a player, yes, obviously he's elated, but it takes a little bit of the moment away. It did no, when I played Sunday. No, does, no. does it not for you? No. 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 Okay. I'll tell you a reason why. Yeah. The early part, you're 100% right. Yeah. Your first goal. Now, the second part, you, you bang right with. It's a, a wicked deflection. Yeah. In general, he won't get that goal. No. But 16? Yes. Your first goal... Yeah. And you are not bothered how it goes in. Yeah. You you shot. So you're right on both parts, but I've got to give it to the young boy. Yeah. And you say, well, you've got to treat everybody. No. At 16, to come on, have the confidence to do what he was doing, mm. right, and to get the goal. And you're right, it was a wicked deflection. Yeah. But I wouldn't take that away from him. I, you know, I, if I'd have been his dad, I'd have been brilliant. It's his first goal. And when you looked at him, the elation of uh, Elation of it all, it, it got to him. Fantastic, you know, brilliant. So I'm going to give him the goal, but you like what you're saying? It was a wicked deflection. And, and Dean Ashton on Quest on, on Saturday night, he said exactly the same <laughs> thing as what I've been saying. Yeah. I'm going to Harley do think, But do you think Dean Ashton would have not claimed that goal? I, re- I remember a situation. I think it was Franny Jeffers claimed a goal, and they said you weren't even playing. <laughs> He said there was one goal what somebody uh, gave, it was, you know, uh, very important, when I say very important, just say it might have been an under goal. Yeah. And it was a wicked deflection. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't a big strike, as I'm trying to think of it was, but he, he, was trying to, he didn't get it, but he was trying to claim it. And yeah. it, uh, it, obviously, he didn't get it because uh, it took a wicked, a wicked deflection, but he was trying to claim it. When you score goals... When you score goals, you're not bothered how they go in, you will try and claim them yeah. if you you know if you can. Yeah. But I'm not going to take that away from that young boy for it because it's his first of, 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 of in a in a football match, and like the first of everything, you'll never forget it. And he can score wildies and he can score many more goals, right? Yeah. He will never forget that goal. And again, in front of the Tilton Road end, and he's a blues supporter. My third magic moment was a young lad that um, I didn't know too much of him, to be fair, um, until Saturday. And I'd, I went over to the bookies and I rolled five aways up and one of them was Sunderland. And this Marcus Madison <laughs> stuck one from a free kick right in the top corner. And uh, apparently he's, he's a bit of a player and he's got a little bit of attitude and he's left-footed as well. So he, he ticks all the boxes for me. Have you heard right. about this boy, um, Marcus Madison for Peterborough? Yes, I have. Um, because only reason why, because my son John, uh, just like when when I was his age, I knew everything about football players, clubs, grounds. You know everything about it. Not as much as as uh, I did when I was younger. But when you've got two young sons, you know, I remember Thomas telling me about uh, Vardy when he was playing for Halifax. You know, so that's the reason why I knew of that boy, yeah. Peter. But because of um, of uh, Tom uh, highlighting about this kid's going to be a good player, Dad. But uh, the one thing what sticks out to me about the game on Saturday, I've got eight teams. I've got seven up for a £5. 
I'm waiting for I'm waiting for uh, uh, Sunland. Yeah. Uh, for fifteen hundred quid, and that boy sticks one in. <laughs> so yes, I did. I, I do know of him, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> who, who else did you roll up? I mean, I rolled up Villa away, Bradford away, Sunland away, Celtic and Liverpool. I rolled up five of them. And, I had um, eight. I had yeah. I, I had Grimsby at Walsall. That was a good price. Yeah. That. Rochdale at um, Southend. Yeah. Uh, and then a, you know a couple of short price ones, mm. four to five and four to six. Um, I'll get them. I've got my ticket downstairs. So I've started saving them again. So <laughs> I'll put them all together do you next have, time I do another book. Do you have a you know, Do you have a bet every week, Tal, or do you just occasionally? I put, I, I put twenty quid on um, on. Uh, Five teams, yeah, and then I have a a, a five roll up. It's either ten teams, yeah, or 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 eight. But it's usually ten teams. But I only had eight on, uh, yeah, on this coming this Saturday. Mm. Um, but I, that's me interest in football now. I like to, yeah. I like to have a, a bet and watch it, you know, and uh, I get more excited that way. Yeah. Now, as a player, when you were a player, you. You, you couldn't bet. Could you not bet in them days? Was it was it as strict in those days? Because I, I know famously one or two players that, that did like a bet and did put a few quid on themselves to score. Well, listen, they got they got in trouble for it, didn't they? Uh, Stan Bowles never. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Swan and all them, yeah. Yeah, they got done. And you, you really, you're not. Now, you shouldn't be betting uh, your team to get beat. No, but you, you seem to win and you to score. Right. Right, I, you know, I'm, I haven't put the, I've never mentioned this before. Mm. I'm playing for Sheffield United. We're playing Reading, and it's nil nil. And and at the um, not the cop end, the bottom end. Of, I don't want to call it the bottom end at uh, Bramall Lane. Yeah. Right. I've looked at the clock because the games in those days finished at ten past nine. Yeah. Right. And it was nil nil, and had five hundred pound on us to beat Reading. Right. I wouldn't pass the ball to anybody when it got to nine o'clock. I won't pass to the ball because I've got I've got five hundred quid on, <laughs> and I remember going to Josephine's after the game, and some Sheffield United fan uh, in queue saying to me, "Curran, you effing tosspot, you've never tried, you've never put yourself about at all tonight." And I just had five hundred quid on us, and we got you know we didn't lose, we drew uh, nil nil. Yeah, you know, so yes, I did bet, but I, I never bet against us. I, you know, I bet I always backed us to win, not every time. Yeah. Now and again, I would uh, if I really fancied us to beat uh, mm-hmm. a team, and uh, and that's a true story. That yeah. that is a true story. So I, d- I don't see anything wrong with a player betting on himself or their team to win. Betting against your team, I think, is absolute no, no. And, and and I think you should be banned, signed, I. But betting, exactly betting on if you, you bet against winning, your team, oh, never. 100% if you bet never. against your team, then you should be banned. I don't as like, a player. Yeah, you know, I don't like betting against Birmingham as a punter. Listen, <laughs> every time I every time I back Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. they get beat. Yeah. Every time I mention them, they're going to win. They get beat. Yeah. So that's why I don't write about them on my Facebook. <laughs> you know, I never say. You know, I say it a couple of times. Yeah. Come on Wednesday. You know, uh, three points a day. I think you can do it. They get beat. Yeah. So I I, 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 I stop putting it. I stop mentioning it because every time I mention them, they're going to win. They get beat. So. It does my head in that. I'm, yeah. I'm so unlucky with that. Now, we did meet, well, you mentioned earlier when Thomas was on about uh, the young boy Vardy at Halifax. Right. Mm-hmm. He really is, for me, in a purple vein of form. 
I know that he's said that he's 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 kind of retired from international football, but if you was Gareth Southgate, you've you've got two games now that that you should win Bulgaria and is it Kosovo? So you you should win both of them games at, at Wembley and at Southampton on Tuesday nights. Would you be tempted to go to Jamie Vardy, go round his house, have a cup of coffee, and say, "Look, son, I really think you should reconsider." You've got a point that we didn't use you as favourably as we should have. And I get that you got so frustrated, you would rather walk away than, than just be a substitute all the time because you're better than that. That kid scores goals from all different angles. And I, I think, I personally think he's on fire and England should do whatever they can do to get Vardy back in the fold. Well, the... What I'm going to say about when you look what happened to Vardy as a young boy, yeah, uh, getting released, uh, all different types of excuses why he got released. Mm. You know, uh, he was in trouble a lot, or he was too small, this, that, and other. Uh, to get back to where, uh, to get back to the very, very top, like he has done, and win a Premier League yeah. with Leicester, mm. that is a story in itself. Yep, but. The problem with what you're saying is this game, and we all know it, it's about opinions. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. It is about opinions. Mm. Alan Hudson wasn't liked by the manager. It's not that he was a bad player. Mm. He wasn't liked by that manager. And you, whatever you think what, what uh, Southgate should be doing, I'm not saying he'll always deny I don't think uh, he's not a good player. But if he's not picking him, in his squads, or when he's picked him in his squads and he's not played him, or not even fetched him on as a sub, that's telling you as a player, um, he doesn't really fancy you. Yeah. Right. But we, he wants you on the bench uh, just in case we need to, to throw you on. The problem is then with with Hardy, everybody what's in and around him, or a lot of people what's in and around him, will be saying, well, what's the point in going there? He don't fancy you. You know, and probably that's why he's looked at it and thought, mm. why am I keep going to these trips? Or, you know, I'm away. We're, we're away a lot with, uh, with us up with, you know, with Leicester. But when we were international, we're away for five days. And then we're flying, you know, here, there and everywhere to play, to play matches. You know, why do I want to keep doing that? It's a difficult one. Mm. I, I agree with you. You know, you should, people ask me, what made Cluffy the best? Cluffy, if he didn't like you, he would play you. Yeah. He would play you, even if he didn't like you. Mm. And that is the difference. So you're right what you're saying, but he's never going to ask him. You know it, and I know it, because, yeah. you know, he's got younger boys coming through what he'll think uh, in front of Vardy, because that's what football is. It's about opinions. Yeah. Mm. So, But would I ask him? Yeah. Would you ask him? Yeah. Plenty of other people would ask him, you know, but and probably would come back. Yeah. If if he felt that you know it were genuine, mm. you know that uh, I, I could be some really uh, have a big influence on it. Whether I, whether I know I'm going to come on or I'm going to play and come off after seventy minutes. Yeah. You know, but uh, he's got he's got a reason for it, and obviously in my eyes, it's that uh, he's not being used enough by uh, Southgate, and he'll looked at it and think, well, he don't really fancy me, and I think that that's what it boils down to. But it doesn't mean you're a bad player. I mean, people say to me, you know, he's only played so. No, he's only played that because that that manager yeah. uh, thinks that uh, 
Charlie George is a better player. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. You know, and, and that's why the, some of them don't get game time or enough game time. Yeah. When a new manager comes in, you know, I mean, a couple of lads at lower level who I knew, <laughs> when in first team, uh, with one manager, the manager gets a sack. They're out of football now. Yeah. End of the season, got released. And they're playing uh, and 23, 24 years of age. But one manager loved and another manager doesn't. So it's it's opinions and you know it can be as well as I do. And it's an awkward one for players. And it's a frustrating one because the people what's in and around him will have an influence, you know, that he doesn't like him, he doesn't fancy it. Mm. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing it? Why are you doing this? So, but I'm like you. I would have had him in because at the end of the day, when you've got pace like he's got, and he's not just the pace side of it, he, he does score goals. And he's got a he's got a decent touch, a very good decent touch. And he has a great away. I, th- I think he I think he's a tremendous player. And I think you're right when when you touch upon managers. Is it a coincidence? Is it any coincidence that Jamie Vardy's form has improved since Brendan Rodgers has took over the reins at Leicester? And the way that Leicester are set up now, they're more attacking. They get the ball forward to Vardy, whereas before they were a little well, they were a lot more defensive, weren't they? Let's be truthful. And and and. You're right, players. If you're looking at a football team and you, you're going to be transferred, or look at the team that you're going to, the, the the way that the manager sets up, because you could you could be the greatest player on the planet, but if they don't play to your strengths, you might not have a good time there. I have always told people this: when it's, it, I don't have a go at managers for sake of having a go at managers. No, no, you don't. But yeah. the managers pick the team, yeah. and they say, "Well, I put that, but." There may be better players, yeah. You know that he's not picked. Why? Why has he done that? Because it's his opinion. Mm-hmm. Is does that philosophy suit that them them type of players he's picked? Mm-hmm. It's when a manager's successful. I'll always say it's the manager what's done that because when you can get eleven great players like City do and the Barcelonas and the Man Uniteds and your Liverpool to win things, that's down at manager. Yeah. Because he's got the right philosophy, right philosophy for that for those players for that team, and that's why they achieve great things. When the play when the player player out of position, out of playing a player for sake of playing a player because the manager likes him, mm. and they don't get the results, you know the one to blame the players. It's the manager. It's regardless of what he said. They're the ones what pick that team. Yeah. You know, if Vardy is is looking for the ball early. Why? Because he's got that blistering pace. So he makes runs without the ball as yeah. good as anybody else there is in the, in, in the Premier League. Yeah. If you watch his runs off the ball, it's, it's fantastic. Mm. He doesn't always get him, but he never gives up. He keeps making the he keeps making those runs. Mm. Right? Where some other some other players will think this, this, I, you know, I keep making this one, it's not coming. Mm. It's brilliant to keep doing that. And and it's an art thing to do that, Gabby. Okay. But uh, without doubt, he's it, it, a player. Make no mistake on that. I, I mean, every time I see him, I always think of Sheffield Wednesday. How can we let him go? Yeah. And talking of Sheffield Wednesday, I interviewed one of your, well, your favourite owl, uh, Jim Kaliog, uh, last night. He sends you all the very best. And Brilliant. thanks to the lovely comments as well. But Jim said exactly the same to me last night as what you're saying about players. He'd say to Mike Shannon, Mick, make your run wherever you're going to run. I'll find you. 
And he said, and that's what I did. And you're right, great players. And your magic moment of last week was Jamie Vardy's goal, especially when he gave the ears to the uh, to the United. But that ball, because we were away, I'd just come back off holiday. I didn't see the outside of the pass by James Madison right into the area for Vardy to run Un- onto unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Oh, it was quality. That Unbel- kid is a top player. I, if I could say to every any fan what listens to this, yeah, you know, show, even if you don't like a, a team, yeah, watch the quality midfield player, yeah, because majority that's majority of things. What's playing those balls through? Yeah, I'm not talking balls, long balls, diagonal balls. Mm. You know, I'm talking about the quality. When and I'll never forget the one, Gabby, the 1970 World Cup. When Carlos Alberto played the ball outside of his foot down the line, it was pulled in, left for him, and bang, yeah. the score from it, Brazil. And I've never forgot that goal. Yeah. You know, if you put the clip on, you know, you'll see the goal. And when you see all great goals, I mean, people think I'm upset. Man City mean as much to me as Wimbledon do. Yeah. Right? But I, I love to watch top quality football when you see the goals are scored and the, the, the through balls that the Bruin puts through yeah. you know and when you look at the great teams of, of yesteryear and the great players the McAllyogs yeah. you know uh, Wolves had one Peter Knowles will be tired yeah. fantastic on balls Hudson the balls Marshes you know call him great passes of a ball yeah. we don't have enough of that we have runners which we call box to box players, yeah, and that's why I don't think uh, we're, we're we're nowhere near the other European teams because of that. But it is changing. We have got players coming through. Like I said to you, let's said to you last week. I mean, I'm like you. I'm disappointed that uh, Jack Grealish is not in because he gives us something different. Yeah, they are great play- They are good players. These kids and great players. These Mounts and and Madisons. They, are, they make no mistake mm-hmm. in the. Uh, Lost his cheeks. There's plenty of them in there. There is plenty of them in there. Mm. But what when you look at when you look at all them and then you look at Jack Grealish, if you look at him and analyse him and watch him how composed he is when the ball comes to him, yeah. he never gets flustered. Nah. The others do. Mm. They're still great players. Yeah. But you never see him panic. Mm. You'll never see and if you and if you watch it when you when you when when you're watching the match of the days of this world or watching football on TV, even though it's not your team. Yeah, you watch the great players, and you make the run, and you know you know it's going to come that ball, yeah. and it lands. When I say, I hear other people say it lands on a sixpence. I don't look at that. It lands, and the player doesn't have to break stride. Yeah, that's what you call a quality pass. Yeah. And 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 Jim taught me through that <laughs> those two p- balls that that some would say, oh, it's a long ball. He's put one through to Shannon in the '76 Cup final in the first half and then put one to Bobby Stokes in the second half and he told me exactly how he'd done it and he knew that if he'd hit it in a certain way the ball could hit the Wembley turf and run out so he's put that bit of backspin on and and, and though those are artists of the game and, 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 and this is what I say to Jack Grealish is of that same ilk yep, that he's a great one-touch player the way he passes the ball a player actually doesn't have to touch the ball just put your laces through it son it's next a- time someone says to you about the long it was a long ball explain to him yeah. there's a long ball yeah. and a long pass yeah and a long pass where your man gets it mm. right is a pass yeah 
a long ball, when you centre forward and the opposition centre half are challenging for the ball, yeah. is a long pass. Yeah. Now, am I against big centre forwards? No, yeah. I am not. I feel sorry for them. Why? Because it's a diagonal ball up for them and they're having to jump for it. What we don't see anymore, what we don't see anymore, right, is your Willie Morgans going down the byline, pulling the ball back for the centre forwards to come and run on and get an heading, like your Tony Aitlers and all them. Yeah. They were they were good players. Yeah. But that's what that's the way how to play football when you play when you play a, a big man up front. Not a long big boot up the field from the goalkeeper. Mm. And from uh, your midfield player hitting diagonal balls. Now, a long pass where the player gets it and he's got that chance to get a shot off goal or got a chance to put someone else through. It's a different. That, that's why we don't, we're don't. we not successful in this country because yeah. they, they don't understand what a long ball is and a long pass is. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about great central strikers, we've got two that have uh, been involved and got embroiled in, in a social media row and rant. Michael Owen's book's come out and Shearer uh, hasn't took very kindly to his comments about his, uh, his beloved Newcastle, has he? I know there was a little bit of uh, conflict with them when when Owen when Owen didn't play when they got beat at Villa and they got relegated. Right? Okay. I, yeah. I knew there was a bit of conflict, but I didn't know it mm. was. Uh, you see, I didn't know it was as bad as this. Yeah. But what happened? I mean, that's what people don't understand what goes off. In fact, don't think play, all players get on because they don't. <laughs> they don't. You know, obviously when when Owen went up there. He'd, he'd broken Shearer's transfer record, hadn't he? Yeah. And he would get earning more money than Shearer. Mm-hmm. You know, because Shearer coming to the end of his... Uh, but I think Shearer had in his contract that uh, if anybody else come, comes in, he has to match him yeah. on his wage streak. People don't don't realise that. I mean, I get a lot of stick for going to play at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Right? Now, Shearer went to Newcastle, regardless of what anybody tells me, for money. He went to Blackburn. Yes, he won the title. I, I still do, I still can't believe that they won the title. Yes, they got Dalglish who knows how to win a title and they spent a lot of money. right? But going to going to uh, Man United, you know you're going to win trophies because Man United at that time were winning trophies. Yeah. right? But they weren't willing to give him what he was asking for. Mm. And that's why he went there. Would a Shearer or would any of these top players going to play for their team in a lower level of football? No. No. They wouldn't have done it. No. So I'm glad now there's things like this coming out and the people can see that everybody doesn't get on, right? Even the top players, you know. Mm. Uh, yes, he had a lot of injury pro- uh, problems, uh, Owen, uh, when he went to Newcastle. The other thing is, what I, have to, I had to laugh about, because I've had a good read about all this today. Uh, Owen uh, said for a year, yeah. for a year, that um, Graham Sooners, phoned him up you're not in team this that and other why don't you come and play for us and eventually he finished up he said his heart weren't in it yeah and that, that is true I mean I, I got that when I was going to Sheffield United mm. but what people don't understand even today in modern day football people say to me football's changed has it yeah. they'll be tapping players up exactly all day long people say to me why did you move a lot? Because right? if you notice, all the top managers bought me, Gabby. Yeah, yeah. All the top ones. Yeah. Every one of them bought me. 
I would have never left Forest. I will say this, but I would have played for Sheffield Wednesday at some point. But I wouldn't have left Forest, and I could have gone to Everton, uh, Tottenham, and Sheffield United in first division when Forest were in second. Mm. But I knew Cluffy was going to win trophies. For six months, I was talking to people at Forest about joining them. Yeah. Right, and then I got the bad injury. Right, mm. I was playing at Derby. Many were phoning me up to go and play for them. Why don't you come and play for me? Jack Charlton, through Morris said, why don't you come and play for me at uh, Sheffield Wednesday? Howard Kendall phoning me up, Terry, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be a big star up here. They'd love you, the fans. You get tapped up. It, yeah. it, it, it sends your mind off, you know. Yeah. I if, if Sheffield Wednesday, if Jack had paid the tax on that £11,000, I'd have stopped at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. You know, uh, Sheffield United offered me fifty thousand pound, and Jack didn't believe it, and then he tried to give me it when he went to a tribunal. It, you, all these people, what say they do this and do that for the club? They all make me laugh. Go and play when your team's having this a bad time. Yeah. Go and play for the team. I wonder how many will do that. It, it, in my case, they'll turn around and say, "Well, it, it was thick as stupid. That's why I went there." No, I went and played for my team. Yeah. I went and played for my team, and my team. It was as big as anybody in that league, barring, barring uh, Liverpool, Man United, mm. uh, Tottenham, and Arsenal and Newcastle, because they will they will get bigger crowds than us. But I mean, London's a bit different. Yeah. But uh, Manchester's got two teams. Liverpool's got two. We've got two teams in Sheffield, so we might get fifty, sixty thousand every week. Mm. You know. But I were attracting thirty odd thousand in third division. Yeah. Thirty odd thousand fans in the third division I were attracting to Sheffield Wednesday. That that game so, that we're going to talk about um, more, more bo- towards the Boxing Christmas. Day oh, for, well, 50,000 50, 50, there. Uh, Gabby, yeah. I, people said to me, I, I wish to show you when we were, there weren't a seat taken. Yeah. Right? And you know in them days, standing. Yeah. So the 49,000, listen, don't call me another Christmas. Right, if there were 70,000 pe- people that day, listen, I wouldn't believe them. I would not believe them. And when you're outside, yeah. there were thousands outside yeah. couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. Right, it was unreal, and I mean unreal. Yes, it's a derby, and you can ask anybody who plays any any derby. They're fantastic games to play in. They are fantastic games to play in. But I mean, we still hold the record. I think Villa had it held the record, and we we took it. We we broke it from Aston Villa when. I said Villa were in the old third division. Yeah. But ours was a derby. So it, it did help it did help us Wednesday in that sense. But there were forty five thousand in the return match at Bramall Lane uh, at Easter. Yeah. You know, it, I mean that record's not going to be broken, is it? No, not by third no, absolutely no chance, especially with modern all seated stadiums today. You you've got no chance those no. that those records will stand forever. And two great teams in in a, in a wonderful city of, uh, of football. Jock watch, how's Jock doing? Did he uh, did he play this weekend? Where, where's no, the No, it, it was on the bench and they're having a bit of a bad time. I have to watch what I say yeah, about no, Jock as you know because because at the end of the day you know, if I praise him, people say, oh, "Well, he's going to say that." No, you um, because no, but people will. Yeah, other no. people think that. Yeah, you know. Um, and then when I don't say no, oh, did, you never hear him say anything about um, uh, when he's not doing well. But is as much is as much to blame as anyone in that team. It's having a bit of a bad time at the moment in time, Gabby. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost uh, four out of the five, and everything's not going right at the moment in time. So I'd love to talk about it, but if I said something, and I said something, what were contra- con- uh, controversial, then it, it, it causes problems. So I, I will not go into it, yeah. but I'll just say it was another loss they've had, yeah. and they played last night, and they got beat again last night. So the team and Jock are having a bit of a bad time at his moment in time. But we will follow him all season, so every week on The Current View, we will always have a Jock watch to see how Jock is getting on. All the team's done, yeah. His, his team didn't do but... very well this weekend. Leeds United, blimey, that was a coupon buster as well, wasn't it? Well, when you looked at that, and I, and I looked at that and at Leeds, I thought, I'm not putting them in at 4-7 to seven against Swansea. Yeah. And I, I, I tell you, I've told people about them, Swansea, to be a dark horse. And don't forget, they've lost a lot of players. Yeah. It's the manager. Yep. Right? How do I know that manager? And like I said, the, I only knew him through, because I didn't know him as a footballer. I've never heard him as a footballer. Yep. I, I watched him when he was managing in the uh, under-18s at Liverpool. Yep. And I liked how he wants to play football. Mm. Having said that, the, I've only saw the highlights and what I saw leads that had chance after chance and couldn't score. And they've it won it right near death and got the winner. Yep. But uh, as leads are 4-7, to seven, at top of league, and them at now 72, whatever they were, second in league, you know, it's a no-brainer. You won't want to back a 47 shot, but mm. it was a bad result for, for Leeds. And uh, it, but it was, worse, it was a worse result for Sheffield Wednesday, but a bad result for, for Leeds. Um, but I thought they did play quite well. But this team will not be a pair of plates out. Mm. They won't. I like this manager. Yeah. And and my... my um tip for the championship Fulham they come unstuck when Ariata I, I, I don't know what why do it through, I don't know what goes through a player's head at that moment I, I'm guessing you see a bit of red mist because there was an incident a minute or two previously right, yeah, yeah. wasn't there and you take that into the next challenge he was he, he was caught for me it was a free kick to uh, to Harry Arthur, it wasn't given, and he jumped up like yes. It's know? the reaction into you, right? It's the reaction, yeah. yeah, and it gets him more into trouble. Yeah, it does. And and for me, that's what he got sent off for the remonstration there, and that ill discipline. And and I thought it, I thought it was ridiculous. But again, when you played the game, it's different to when yes. you're looking at it as a supporter. And supporters will say, well, we know as much as the players. What do I, How come they know? Look, and I always say to people, look, they've actually played the game. They've been in them situations. You haven't. You might have for your Saturday club or your Sunday club. It's totally different, different and especially different. when it's on a live game. It's televised and there's a bit on it as well. And mm-hmm. players react in an indifferent manner. But I'm like you. I thought I thought they should have won it and they could have yeah. won it. But obviously, it, once they got the man sent off, it doesn't. I mean, sometimes it works in your yeah, favour, but in, in that in that uh, in that game, it didn't at all. But going back to Jock, what I was going to say about it, yeah. it, I've got to watch what I say because obviously, when they're having a bad time, I don't want to be ranting and raving and saying and blaming this and that because they're all in it together. But like I said to you, once he once he fills out, for me, he'll be a player, Gabby. I will mm-hmm. say that about him. But I will keep everybody informed how they've gone on. Uh, and if they've had a good result, I'll tell you about a good result. And if if it's done okay, I'll say I'll tell you done okay. But the team's having a bit of a bad time, and you have to watch what you say because yeah. people take it the wrong way. 
then I would be blaming everybody else. We're all in it together. When you're not doing well, all of you, you've got to analyse what is the problem. But uh, no, he's all right. I'm, I'm pleased with him at this moment in time. Got to also mention um, Union Berlin. Um, they beat Borussia Dortmund 3-1 on Saturday night. I watched that game and it was like a throwback to the 70s. Do you remember when we all used to wear yeah. like colours and scarves and rattles? And I mean, I didn't see any evidence of any rattles, but you could tell where the Berlin fans were. They were all dressed in red. And in the, in, in, in the, the, the end... The 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 end to the right. They were, it was all yellow. It's like just a red and yellow game. It was great. It, but it does look brilliant. It's like Liverpool oh, in those European nights, isn't it? it yeah. does. But do, in Germany, do they have standing areas again now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that, you know as well as I do, because mm-hmm. we watched the football in the seventies, eight early eighties uh, and sixties when you went and stood on terraces. Yeah. You know. I mean that cop at Sheffield Wednesday. It's same as it's same as as I've done both playing, and it makes hair stand up back of my neck. Yeah. And I've stood in the cop when I was a young kid, and it makes hair stand up back when it's full and all, and everyone's singing. Yeah. You don't get the same atmosphere when people are seated. I know they stand a lot, but it's still they don't sing like they used to sing. Mm. Of, uh, uh, there used to be certain people in in, in uh, fan groups what used to write songs and make song, songs up. You know, when I say make songs up, take clippets from uh, a pop song yeah. and put a, a, a put words to it to, to football. You don't get that anymore, do you? You know, you get somebody with a drum, bang, 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 and it drives me around the twist that. But it just looks so wonderful. And, and I thought, blimey. Brilliant. You look at the Bundesliga, it, it's cheap to get into the games. They even lay on away travel for nothing, you know. And 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 you look and you think, well, okay, the balance of power has been in the Premier League for some time. But and I was talking to uh, to to Tom, one of my lads, the other day when we was watching this. Can that balance of power be transferred? So, you know, when it was around the World Cup in 1990, it was it was all Italy. Players were going to Italy. Now they're coming over to the Premier League for the money. Will the next league that that grows be the Bundesliga? Because they've got a tremendous fan base and they've got some wonderful old clubs as well. You see, with them, they they they're supported like our clubs are. Yeah. The thing what we've got, we've got 92 clubs. Yeah. When you look at rest of Europe, mm-hmm. they've only got one league, haven't they? Pretty much. They've Pretty only much. got one league. We've Pretty got four much. leagues. Yeah. You know, but the German, I, I, wrote, I think I wrote this on my wall uh, last week. You know, it's cheaper to go in yeah. to watch those uh, games. Yet, th- their crowds are just like our crowds are in our Premier League, full every week. Yeah. You know, and what they do... Uh, for their teams, and how the teams are run, are far better than our teams. I th- now, 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 I'm thinking about it. It was to do with this Bolton and Bury scenario. Yeah, I wrote about why is it our clubs have finished up being uh, run down like this uh, with having bad owners. Yet in in Germany, right? They don't. They, mm. You can't. You can't buy the grounds, the stadiums. No. They've, they've, they've linked it in now. That stadium always has to be there, yeah. and that's why some of these owners buy these stadiums because they know, even if they even if they put money in, they lost it. Mm. They've got the they've got the stadium as a sellable uh, asset. Yeah. Uh, 
when the ground gets knocked down and they put them into new stadiums and this type of thing, or if the club folds like Brewery might have to do, how they've got it right in Germany, why has it not been put right in this country? It's amazing, isn't it? And, like, and I put the same as it's cheaper to go in, and I didn't realise the, the pay for the... For, for for the away trips, which if that's the case, it's ph- phenomenal. But I can remember uh, Dave Whelan, Wigan uh, owner. I can remember watching a clip of him, an interview of him, saying that if we wanted to, we uh, could let people come into our grounds. We wouldn't. We don't need to charge them. Mm. And I, and I thought, but but he did say, you know, it's the big ones what won't allow it. Yeah, it's greed's greed, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Greed's greed, and you know that's the thing about England. Why should these owners buy them? They don't put the money for sake of putting it in. They put it in because they're making they take more out than what they put in. Oh, 100 percent. And finally, the international break. Back in your day, we didn't have a break when England played, did we? No, no. It was usually a midweek game. Well, the thing about you're right. There were there were uh, there were no breaks with it. No. Uh, but the problem is. Uh, Champions League now, yeah, you know that's like another league itself, yeah, throughout the season. But the the clubs contra- uh, compensate for it be with having more players, yeah. So, but it, it it's boring when the you like to watch the national team, but it's boring when the, your, your team's not playing. I find it, you know, when that when that comes on, I I can't wait for the international uh, game to get over so we get back to the domestic game again. Because, I mean, we're only playing Bulgaria and Kosovo. And let's be honest, I mean, Bulgaria travelling to Wembley, you you probably look at a 3-4-0 England win and, and Kosovo at at, um, at St Mary's, I suppose you're looking at a, an, another 2 or 3-0 England win. It, they're, they're two games that don't fill you with much enthusiasm and England should qualify. Well, England's under-17s really should qualify at this group. It is so weak, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the thing about all that is when we play these uh, weak uh, weak teams, not weakened weakened teams, but yeah. weak teams. Yeah, yeah. When we play them, we still get full houses, don't we? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so great you know, our fans are. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, and it's not only that they're, they're traveling from up north, you know, Midlands and everywhere to get to to, to Wembley. Yeah. To watch, you know, to watch the national team, it, it it is it's unbelievable how we we get full houses for these or near near full houses for these types of games. Well, with that, but I'm like you, I think the, the, there's no game easy anymore because of how organised people are in in defence in in defensive yeah. now or, or have a more defensive uh, strategy uh, than what they did years ago. But uh, I think they should win. They should win them, and uh, like like all our. Uh, under 21s, 18s, 19s, 20s, all of them are having good times this moment in time. And without upsetting Matt Letizier, why are they playing at Southampton? I mean, it's even further away by the coast, isn't it? You'd, yeah, you'd but think. Can middle... I answer this question, though? Yeah, go on. Where would you want us to play? Birmingham. I wouldn't, exactly. I wouldn't have to no, go no, too far. No, what, what I'm trying to get at is. Play Villa Park. When when you look in Spain and everywhere else, the, yeah. in Italy, they play at all the grounds, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, isn't that great? So, you know, this one's at uh, West Brom. Yeah. Right? The next one's at uh, Hillsborough. Yeah. The next one is uh, Arsenal. Yep. The next one's up at Newcastle. Wouldn't it be great to be able to go around? Brilliant. All this, you know, and I tell you what, you know, that way, I guarantee you full houses. Yeah. 
And also, you know, you you get... I know with Team England and the England fans and, and, and they're in the club. I mean, my lad's in the England supporters club and he goes yeah. away and watches England. But when you're up and down the country, you're going to get different supporters that go and watch the national team as well. Yeah. Yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll pretty much get the same ones that travel to Wembley all the time. But I think if you took it around the country, you've got more chance of other people. And let's be honest, some kids as well getting in and watching their heroes. I was just going to say the same thing. On yeah. top of that, Gabby, you've got little kids yep. what can't get to London, exactly. but he's in Leeds and he can go and watch yep. an England game with all the players, but he might not see yeah. week in and week out if they're playing at Leeds or if they're playing at Sunderland now. You know, it'd be great for them to be able to do to do that, you know, at this six, seven, eight, ten-year-olds. You know, so that's another reason... You know, but it should it should be shared around because it's it's England yeah. and like Wales, you know they should be shared. I mean their accounts might not be uh, compatible to 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 uh, be able to get fans into them, but like in England and Scotland, we've got good stadiums yeah. to, to 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 take the, the 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 game to different grounds, and we should do it. We should do it. But again, you know the reason why, Tal. It's all about money. It's all about raising as much revenue and income that we can instead of doing what's good and what's more beneficial for for the young kids coming through to watch their heroes that they watch on Match of the Day. And that would be, for me, the best-case scenario, taking the, FA, the England games around the country. The FA, like our government, whoever's in power, I don't blame him one, I'm not blaming other. Right? They know the rules. Yep. But they don't understand the game. Yeah. And we've got to abide by their rules. Well, and that's a problem. And the, that's something will never change. No. And we're back to where we started with the referees as well. Knowing the game, knowing the rules, but never actually playing it and understanding it to its full. But there's one thing for certain this weekend, TC. We are both going to be singing the blues because England are going to win both games. Yes, we are. And there's one thing, uh, I mean, if England get beat, I'm not half as bad as if Sheffield Wednesday get beat. So, yeah. pair of us are not going to be down because the team's not playing this week. Yeah. But, so that's a good that's a good thing for the weekend. What I will just say, I'm finishing. Um, I remember watching a game when I was a kid. England probably be about ninety two, something like that, around about that time, early nineties. And England played Chile. And um, there was a boy, Villa were after, I think his name was Sierra. He was a midfield player. He yeah. put over a phenomenal ball to Salas, who went on and played for Lazio. I think he's controlled it with his right thigh. He's brought it down. He's volleyed it straight past whoever the England goalkeeper was at the time. I stood up off my chair and clapped. And I've gone, what a goal. Oh. Superb. And the old man's gone, Sit down. You don't clap anything that scored against Birmingham City or England. <laughs> and I thought I do, Dad. <laughs> I, I mean, I must admit, when you see great goals, when you see great goals, um, yeah. you do, you get up and clap. Yeah, but going back to talking about England, that you were just talking about England and uh, and Bulgaria. Uh, I remember what '66 when we won the World Cup. Yeah, I'd be 11 then. You know, I'm sat at house when we won the World Cup. The commentator Kenneth Wilson always related some cousin to my mother. Okay. Right. So, um, and then I've become a footballer myself, 
and I finish up playing with uh, Alan Ball, who yeah. won the World Cup. You know, you think this, I've come from a little mining village and I'm playing with him. Mm. Did, 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 would I ever thought that? And then I get bought by Jack Charlton. Yeah. You know, what won the World Cup. And his brother tried to buy me when he was manager of Preston, Bobby Charlton. <laughs> you know, watching a game and then little incidents like that. I remember going to watch Barnsley play once. Uh, they played Hartlepool. And I stood outside at uh, dugout. Because my, my brother, my, my, one of my elder brothers, was Barnsley. And I went to watch Barnsley with him. And, I'm, and I said, I remember saying to Brian Clough, I think I must have only been about 10 then. You know, um, why don't you come and watch me play football? Because I'm going to play for you. And it's funny how I finished up playing for Brian Clough. Yeah. Little things like that mm. never never leave your head, do they? You know what I mean? Yeah. Little games and incidents in life. And then it happens and you think, is this real, this? But you're right. I've always I've always clapped great goals or whatever it is. Even if it was Sheffield United against Sheffield Wednesday. I, like I said, on one of these shows about Brooks when he was at uh, United, he ripped us apart. And I went, wow, what a player this kid's going to be. Mm. So you do. Uh, if you're a genuine fan, and I'm, uh, you know, I don't want United to beat us. I never want United to finish up with us. But when you're a genuine fan, when you see great things, you know, Curry will always be a great player. Jeff Salmond will always be a great player. Alan Wood will always be a great player. They were players... Even though I was a Wednesday fan, I still saw them on match at day, yeah. you know, and it was fantastic to watch. And I will never knock clubs or players when they, when, when they play the beautiful game, which I love to watch. And, and that's what it is, the beautiful game. Well, let's hope that we see a couple of beautiful games, two England uh, wins, and we will reconvene this time next week. And uh, we're going to see if I can get it back the, the, the week after to 3-2. Are well, you going to take a 4-1 lead? My predictions are getting worse. In fact, we do a family prediction table. I am currently lying bottom. <laughs> Gabby, do you know if we'd have had a £5 bet on this? <laughs> yeah. You'd be winning. <laughs> Every time I don't have a bet on anything, it wins. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, I, I think you just might be 4-1 down next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, TC. Till next week. Speaking to you. Yeah, until next week. Uh, I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, Bye bye. Bye bye.